0: for the person that's addicted i want you to know that you are not alone and i want you to know that this thing is coming from somebody who knows exactly how it feels to have something that you hate doing as you're doing it and it just won't something changes in your mind the morning you wake up with regret shame guilt and then by the end of the day your mind has been changed you even know that it's wrong whatever it is that you're doing but you just do it So I understand and I want you to know you're not alone. God sees you and he can deliver you. He can deliver you. And there's just things sometimes that you can't see that needs to be fixed for you to get rid of. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself and put the load on God like he has asked you to do.
1: It's not enough to be set free, cleaned out, which a lot of these organizations out here do a really good job about that. They get people really cleaned out, they really do. They get them on that right path. But if you don't fill yourself with the things of God, the truth of God, who is life, we've got to confess the fact. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. If you don't fill yourself with that life, you know, you're going to have some pseudo form of that or nothing at all. And you're not going to be filled up. And guess what? There's going to be all these other things, whether it be that same addiction you had that you were set free from or another one that's going to jump in on you.
0: I don't want to quit, God. Here's a prayer. I don't want to quit this, God. You know my heart. You know all things. But I know you'd want me to. If you want me to, I'm giving it to you. But I need your help to take the desire out. You know? So many testimonies of people that God just took the desire. So he can do it. He can do it. But sometimes he wants us to go through it. Sometimes he literally wants us to walk it out. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm Jonathan. This is my dad, Rodney. Together, we're Whitestone Reward. This is another episode of Strongholds. We have decided to make a series of it where we try to attack specific strongholds and uh, and 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 equip ourselves to tear them down. And Dad, the Lord has put it on his heart, and obviously, the Lord is not playing because He chose a big one to kick this thing <laughs> off. And this is uh, by no means an unserious matter. The 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 general subject we're talking about here is addictions and this uh this devil is near and dear to my heart i've struggled with it myself i've been through things with myself and by no means at all are we taking this lightly this is very serious we spent 30 minutes just making sure we're on the same page as far as what we're trying to do here so please bear with us we're doing this out of love because i know the pain personally The pain and the hopelessness it feels to be stuck into an an addiction, especially a serious one. And we want to disclaimer here. If you have any other help and you're using help and you seek help, don't quit that help, okay? We are offering another way. If you're not going to use God, if you're not going to use God or you haven't built enough relationship yet with him to fully give it to him by any means... Do not quit anything that you're doing. We want to make that very clear. We are offering you another solution. All good things come from the hand of God, and that's what we're declaring. Uh, but yeah, so we're not going to get in on any kind of specific addiction, first of all. We just want to make that clear. We we are going to go over addictions in general, how they start, and uh, in the different levels. And, and if there's, and one more disclaimer, guys, there's a level here that we have to be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we need help. There's there's a level that God needs to deliver you from himself, and you need to get help with that. You need to talk to somebody. If you don't want to believe in God, we love you, so go talk to somebody. If you want to seek the world for help, we love you, so do it. We certainly don't want you to stay in it and get stuck in it, so get some help there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, well said, John. I mean, that's what we want to make clear, you know what, you know. God said that, Hey, if if they're not, if they're not against me, they're for me, you know, so we got to understand who, who is on our side. I mean, the the enemy here is the powers of darkness and death and death and all of its little branches of fruit, sickness, addiction, whatever it is, you know, these are our enemies that we're fighting against. And it's just about, and so a lot of people out there, you know, have, uh, doing a lot of these organizations came about because, We as children of God and uh, the church, the salt of the world, the light of the world, he made us to be, you know, have given over a lot of that because we have we've been asleep. We haven't stood up. We haven't been who we're supposed to be so that so that some of these people can be helped and hopefully even prevented from getting to this stage of addiction. So, I mean, ultimately, we know that we take full responsibility for what we need to do. And and we understand that a lot of people out there are trying to help, and they're doing the best they can with what they have, and they're trying to help in every kind of way. And so we, in no way, discourage anybody. And like God John sees said. that. And God is exactly.
0: a, a reader of man's hearts, and He sees that. Yep. And He's not gonna. Yep. He's a just, loving, fair, merciful God. And if He's got people getting free, and and they don't believe in Him, He's still gonna use them to free people because He loves them. Right. So. Right. Exactly. To make that clear, and we're not. We're not saying don't do anything right i am just make that clear go ahead that's Sorry. right
1: no exactly right and and then we want to make sure that uh, our goal here is to number one try to see and we've already kind of covered a little bit of this when if you've seen our other previous stronghold videos we talk about how a lot of things that that we we become enslaved to uh happens by it just starts with a thought or a situation that's how it begins and then as it progresses it can get to that final stage, and that's kind of what we're talking about here when we talk about addictions. When you get to an addiction, it's almost got to that final stage to where you may need help to get out of this. It's got from the point, there are points when you're going through things that literally you can get before God and 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 you can literally fight this through His word and through His spirit, and he can help you break those walls down and deliver you before it gets to that because but there is a stage. You can get to that. It's beyond now. You're going to need help now. You're not going to be able to do this yourself no more, and and that's illustrated through situations like in in the Bible where different people were possessed. You know, when when like I, I gave the example to John the other day about the 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 father who had the son who was possessed and he was throwing himself in the fire. He was hurting himself. He uh, he he didn't he no longer had a sound enough mind to come to Jesus himself. He needed his father to come and say, can you help my son? He needed help at that point because it had regressed to a point and, uh to where he couldn't help himself anymore. And so that can happen a lot of times. And then uh, we were talking about that earlier. Addictions can, as we'll get into the different types of that, we're going to see that they, it can cross the threshold from the thought stronghold to actually becoming a physical element to it. You know, people who start into stuff, whether it be smoking, whether it be drugs or alcohol, even food, it can come to a point to where your body will, the metabolism in your body will totally change, where now your body physically will be craving these things. So it's beyond just the thought of, hey, I want to do this or try this or do this. Now your body literally does. And that's where sometimes it can cross into that point where you need help. You're going to have to have somebody stand by your side and walk with you through this until you can be totally delivered.
0: And if you've got a loved one going through this, that's for you. That message is for yeah. you. You know there I love that passage where where uh Moses was cheering on I forgot who he was fighting again, but Joshua was fighting this army, Moses and Er and uh and Aaron were on that mountain. Remember that? The Lord is my banner, the Lord said God said, uh, "When you raise your hands, Joshua will su- succeed. He will start winning this battle. And when mm-hmm. you drop them, they'll start losing." It said that that, that happened. But then it said that Moses's arms got tired. He got yeah. tired of praising, and so so Jonathan, or excuse me, Ur uh, er and uh, or maybe it's us. Uh, please, if I'm mispronouncing, sorry. And Aaron, they go get a stump. They put it under his butt. He sits on it, and they hold his arms up for him. They hold Mm -hmm. them up. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need somebody to praise for us, to praise God for us, because God can deliver. And we, we need to remember that. So that message is definitely for you. And for the person that's addicted, I want you to know that you are not alone. And I want you to know that this thing is coming from somebody who knows exactly how it feels to have something that you hate doing as you're doing it. And it just won't. Something changes in your mind. The morning you wake up with regret, shame, guilt. And then by the end of the day, your mind has been changed. You even know that it's wrong, whatever it is that you're doing, but you just do it. So I understand. And I want you to know you're not alone. God sees you and he can deliver you. He can deliver you. And there's just things sometimes that you can't see that needs to be fixed for you to get rid of. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself and put the load on God like he has asked you to do. And I'm not saying quit anything or stop trying anything. I'm just saying there's sometimes you can't fix yourself, and that's why you keep doing it. And you've got some kind of root that you can't see that God has got to fix, and that's part of what the twelve step programs do is they clean you out. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get those roots out by confessing, by making amends, by uh, you know forgiving and all that stuff. They're trying to clean that stuff that's eating you alive, so that you can be free and that and 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 that's what God wants to do to you, and that's what we're going to talk about today,
1: absolutely, yeah, John, and even in that first verse, we're going to go over there in john eight thirty six where it says, "So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed." That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about being free indeed that that holds the meaning that not only are you set free because a lot of people we know this can be set free. But but you gotta feel yourself. And that's the problem. You know, I've known people, you've known people, I've known people that they've gotten set free from a particular addiction. And then they they have relapses. They call it relapses where they go back into it. Well, that's where it says the Lord. And I'm not saying that someone who knows the Lord couldn't have a relapse. It can, but you because you got to feel yourself with Him. It's not enough to be set free cleaned out, which a lot of these organizations out here do a really good job about that. They get people really cleaned out. They really do. They get them on that right path. But if you don't fill yourself with the things of God, the truth of God, who is life, we got to confess the fact. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't fill yourself with that life, you know, you're going to have some pseudo form of that or nothing at all. And you're not going to be filled up. And guess what? There's going to be all these other things, whether it be that same addiction you had that you were set free from or another one. That's going to jump in on you. So you've got to make sure we fill ourselves with God's. And if we do that, indeed, we will be free. Free indeed, not just free.
0: Uh, Okay, so this is a perfect opportunity to talk about what you were saying, Dad, because that's so very important that we understand that once we clean up and we're going to go through this thing here, but we just want to get your minds on the same track as us because it is wonderful and necessary to get clean but there is another part of this that we have to do, and that's to fill it up with God's Word, which is what Paul meant by renewing your mind. And uh, so the perfect passage, that, because God's Word covers everything, our Lord Himself addresses this issue. Uh, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds its house swept and put in order. Do you see what, what it's saying right there? We've cleaned ourselves out, right? We, we've mm-hmm. done, we've got rid of all the baggage. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of the person is worse than the first. Mm-hmm. And this is huge because when when I was, it's funny, when I was uh, going through this stuff, and we were I was going through the 12 steps myself, one of the things... That we they would talk about is when you would relapse, you would always be worse. Like you, you, when you hit it back and you got back on it, you were worse in the addiction than you were before. Like you were heavier with it, and it, mm-hmm. it's just it's not funny, but it's 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 mm-hmm. wonderful here that Jesus is showing us this and that God's word is true, and people need to understand that there is there is this is truth, and everything mm-hmm. that we found after that works is only taking from this and 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 it's right here. Jesus said this 2000 years ago, by the way. I just thought that was awesome, but that passage is a good a good uh kind of an overview of what we're going to be talking about here. Clean it, it out, identify it, clean it out and put it back in.
1: Absolutely. And and we're going to see who we're going to see that really as we go through this John, we're going to see that we all got to confess in a way we're all addicts. We just haven't progressed to that state, that last state. And we're going to see that because it's going to say it's when we see the addiction, which which this is a good segue right in, because the next thing I want to go into was the actual definition of addiction. And it talks about that. It says the definition I got here is the state of being enslaved. Remember that word, enslaved to a habit or practice, compulsive need for a habit forming substance. So so there you see through this definition, we're going to see. That remember what it says, the state of being enslaved to a habit or practice. We're going to find out that we're really all in that same boat. It just matters what level you've got it to. And that therein is kind of the purpose of what we're trying to go through here. Hopefully preventing it from getting to that last state to where you can't even do it yourself anymore. Now you're going to need help. And if you need help, then that's fine. Get it by all means or stay in it we're not saying that but we're just also trying to use this for someone that may not have progressed to that point yet and still able to through the word of the help of the word of God and prayer and his spirit help to break the stronghold down before it gets to that point amen so john if you want to go to that first one there
0: Jesus answered them truly truly I say to you everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin
1: whoa there's that word slave so, uh, John, uh, who, who commits sin? Everyone. I think that puts us all in that same boat, right? So in that definition of, of, of an addict, is it says anybody who's enslaved to something. So we're all enslaved. It's just what level we're enslaved to. You know, someone who says that I have an alcohol addiction, as an example, when they first started off, they took one drink. That's all. One drink. They started off with one drink and it got to a point where, you know, it was just the level of it. Now, some people can, they take a few drinks and then they, they, hey, you know, one day they say, you know, God shows them or for whatever reason they say, I don't want to drink no more. And then they just stop because it hasn't progressed to that point to where they're totally enslaved to it, where now you need help to get away from it. You can no longer just use the truth of God or a thought to come in and say, don't do that no more. And so you're able to say, hey, I'm not going to do that no more. But it can it can progress to a point where you can't even say it. No, Even if you say it, you can't do it no more. You need help then when it gets to that state.
0: And it, and it really is a thing to where some people can even drink heavy. You know, some people can drink heavy, for an example, or do something or, or dabble with drugs for a while. It, but it never fills it never fills something like for some people, it fills something and it locks on as a stronghold for somebody. So when they get to that stage, they can't. And for some people, they did it just for fun, but it never was a fulfillment for them. So they can just drop it and quit it. So when addicts look at that person that can do that, when addicts party with their college friends and they're 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 growing hard and heavy, and one guy just quits, moves on with his life, and you, another one is stuck with it. That's the reason. It's it's did you use that to fill an emptiness mm-hmm. that the other person yep. didn't, and and now that God or the the enemy has used that. as 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 a lie to build your whole life on and you just got to keep feeding that demon feeding it feeding it feeding it so it's important to know that uh that i know how you feel i know how you feel for some people you it's different for some people Mm -hmm. they can they can do these things hot and heavy and just turn it off but for some people it doesn't and that's what we're going to try to discover here what is the difference there what are we using what are we feeling
1: exactly and i think it has you made a good point john a lot of times it has to and you can you 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 shared a little bit about that here the reason why it becomes harder for some people is it's i think it's sometimes the way they get into it if you, if if that that desire or, or that thought to go do something is combined with a bad situation like what you said if you're trying if you're hurt so like a lot of people will say that okay i've been hurt so you turn to alcohol or drugs or even food a lot of people have food addiction where they can't stop eating when they get sad, when they get depressed. So a lot of times it's, it's linked. And when it's linked to one of those other issues, that's when it becomes even harder to give up because now it's not just, oh, I'm taking a drink. Now I'm I'm depressed or it makes me feel better because right. I'm I'm hurting. So yeah. when you link those two together, it makes it stronger and it's harder to get rid of.
0: Or if you've got a natural anxiety, a natural spirit of fear, or you feel... Yep rejected or you feel unwanted or you feel nervous in public or whatever the case is and you use that and you're like i never want to go back i never want to go back to being nervous or scared or depressed yep. so that now is your medicine you have literally created i want to feel normal up here so whenever yep. i have these fillings i will fill it with this and then i'll feel normal the problem is then you build a receptor in your brain and you never feel normal unless you do it Like it it creates that depression, that stuff that you were escaping when you don't have it. And that is what a stronghold is. It is a lie that has told you this is what you need and it doesn't. And then it reinforces itself. It reinforces itself. And then things come up because bad things happen to everybody. Things keep coming up and the enemy says, here, take this again, take this again. Oh, that fixed it. That fixed it. Stronghold gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it gets harder to see that original lie. I wasn't wanted and I I felt better. I never fit in, but now I did. I was nervous and now I'm not. The original lie yep. that we took.
1: Yep. That's exactly right. Or just pain, John, like what you said, uh, a situation where you're hurting. You just don't want to hurt no more. So you go to these other things. And that's that's part of what we were saying in that verse before. He who's sunsets free will be free indeed. So you can be free to a certain degree, but if you're not really free, In other words, if you don't do something like, let's say if a person was able to stop the drinking part of it, but they still had the pain there. You, if you haven't dealt with that, you're not free indeed yet. You're free. You might've been able to stop. Maybe it hadn't progressed to the point where you could let go of the alcohol, but the pain that caused it initially is still there. And if you don't deal with it, you're not free indeed. And this is the the reality we have to understand,
0: you know? And and sometimes here, this is good. This may, hopefully this is encouraging to somebody Sometimes we can't f- fix the pain ourselves. Right. Sometimes it has to be God. Mm-hmm. Maybe you nothing you've tried has worked because you can't do it and you got to let God do it. You've got to mm-hmm. let Him show. And I'm not talking about throw your hands up. Don't take this out of context and just sit there. I'm talking about God. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna keep happening unless you help me with this. Like you've got to tell him, you gotta be honest. He likes a contrite heart. I can't do this. Okay. I need your help. And and maybe that's you. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's not working. What else? Hey, what else are you gonna do? Has anything right. worked? If you're still in this mm-hmm. video, nothing's worked. Why not? Why not try? Yep.
1: Yep. And uh, if you want to put that next verse up there, John's going to kind of reinforce what we've just been talking about. Second 2 Peter two nineteen. I'll I'll read it. It says basically we're here. It, you know, Peter he's talking about people that are trying to, uh, you know mislead people but the point i'm going to bring out here it says in in 19 it says promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves to corruption for by what a man is overcome by this he is enslaved i wanted to put that point out again that second, that last part whatever a man is overcome this is what he's saying it goes back to that point of saying when you when you're a sinner, you're you're enslaved to it to a degree And I really want what I want to really bring out about this point is because, you know, as well as I do some of the the problem with a lot of people and it's hard for people to get free, because if you don't understand that something, if you don't understand this to be true, then you won't even seek to be free. How many people do you know that have an addiction that doesn't realize it because they don't believe that it's an addiction for them? You go up there and tell them, say, like a a person like say uh, who uh, who, oh, I can quit smoking anytime I want. Okay, then you tell them because in their mind, they really think I can quit anytime I want, but they never really have tried it or did it. Or if they do it, they do it for a day or two. They see I can stop anytime I want. They deceive themselves into thinking that they really have let it go. If you don't understand that you're overcome by something, you can't get set free from it because you really think that's not a problem. And that's one of the things that some of these places do first off is they try to get you to admit you got a problem. Because if you don't admit you got a problem, you ain't going to fix it. And so that's part of the issue.
0: Yep. I mean, if you're watching this video, if you clicked on it, it's it's at least been a thought that you have an issue, right? Or you Mm -hmm. have someone you love that you're thinking may have an issue. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's basic. Basic, basic. Step one. Wait a minute. I don't really like to smell like cigarettes all the time. Nobody I know likes it and is around it. So... Why am I doing it again? Oh, because it makes me not nervous. Wait a minute. I'm always nervous. Like, we we lied to ourselves about it. Like, I'm nervous anyway. I'm always anxious. I'm always stressed. And i just smoking the whole time I'm stressed, right? And then we finally admit, wait, this is a problem. I actually don't want to do this, and I keep doing <laughs> it. And, yep. the, and, and that's that for, for when the Lord delivered me from e-cigs like cold turkey after, you know, seven years of cigarettes and four years of e-cigs, it was, I mean... It was insane. I was sitting there like, "What? what is this demon? Like, I don't want to do this. I'm literally quitting. So I know I don't want to do it, but I want to do it. Like, it's okay. it's something in there. And I mean, it took God. Like, I would never have done it. It took God. I just had to, I mean, I, there is no step. Everybody's different. But for me, God just, yeah, I needed his help. Because I was literally, for at least a month, obsessed over it still. Like, Why? 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 Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this, but I do. I do really want to do it. I don't, but I do it. So yeah. it's, it's and, a and there, and there
1: are And there are people out there like that. I mean, uh, the reality is, as sad as it may be, there are people that are like that. I've known people that, you know, they, they, they could be somebody that has a problem drinking, but, you know, if you go and tell them, say, oh, no, I can quit drinking, I just don't want to. I mean, they literally will come out and tell you, I don't want to. I said, I can do it, but I don't want to. And that may be the case, but what they don't realize is that, Sometimes it, they don't even realize that they're they're addicted because they don't want to stop anyway. So they don't even try so they don't realize that they are. And if they ever get in a situation where they have to, they may really realize, "Man, I'm addicted. I didn't realize I was addicted to it." Because in their mind they think I'm just not quitting because I don't want to. And so if you're one of these people that don't want to, then God's going to have to work in your heart to change the your thought and and desire. You know, first it. of all because you know, you but- know if you want to if you want to continue in it He's going to let you continue in it if that's what you want to do.
0: And some that's a prayer too, man. You're you're onto something there because some people think that they want to quit because they should quit, right? Like because somebody Mm -hmm. told them they quit, or Mm -hmm. you know, some church member said, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing that." But deep and so they're like, "Yeah, I want to do that because they said it." But deep down, they don't want to quit. They don't want to quit. So that's when we pray. pray, God. God, you need to take the desire, please. I'm giving you this. I don't want to quit, God. Here's a prayer. I don't want to quit this, God. You know my heart. You know all things. But I know you'd want me to. If you want me to, I'm giving it to you. But I need your help to take the desire out. You know? So many testimonies of people that God just took the desire. So he can do it. He can do it. But sometimes he wants us to go through it. Sometimes he literally wants us to walk it out. So you, I mean, but not having him for me, that's rough. That's rough.
1: That's exactly right, John. And uh, I just listed a few and I'm going to just read them out. But you can tell me there's different types of addictions. I, I got, I kind of broke them into two groups, and, and there's kind of like what I would call substance uh, uh, addictions, and then there's behavior. But a lot of times these are linked together too. So they're just like we talked about earlier, you can have a pain that's, you know, uh, helped by alcohol. So those two type things combined together. Kind of help form and reinforce that addiction, but there are different types. And I just listed a few and you can add some here, John, if you think of some, but I put like, okay, there's drug addictions. Most commonly, that's what people think about when they say somebody's an addict. First thing that comes to the thought is usually drug. And that's a big, big one in, in that there's drugs, there's alcohol, there's tobacco, there's food addictions i mean those are just some of the substance ones i said where you're actually having a material that goes in your body that can literally change your physical body to where it will begin to desire you know and and really lust after these type of things ingredients because your body physically even changes
0: i mean there's all kinds of addictions you know there's yeah. the little addictions or the hidden ones those are the tricky ones but you know addictions like having to know everything always yeah. being right uh having yeah. to know why analyzing everything there's so many addictions that he high deep that we don't know so this is by no means uh setting anybody apart right
1: and and the second group i put in there is like behavioral which has to do with like some of the examples i gave was like gambling sex like porn addictions fall into that ring shopping Plastic surgery. People wouldn't even think of plastic surgery. But look at it. You see people out there sometimes that are constantly having to change their face or do this because visually they don't see themselves in the glory of God and how God sees them. And because they so they always feel like they have to change their image, you know, and so yeah. th- it can become an addiction. That's an addiction, whether they want to believe it or not. It can become that way where you're constantly doing stuff to the point that sometimes it's hurting you. It's affecting you. It's hurting your health. And, and But they can't stop because they keep seeing themselves. That's not where you have that, where you feel it. That's an all an image thing. You don't, you always see yourself as being fat or overweight or whatever. So you're constantly, uh, you know, not eating and, and throwing your, making yourself throw up and stuff. So that's all an image thing where you're seeing these things. It's an addiction where you begin to do that. I put in here another one, r- risky behavior. That's another thing people don't, don't think about. But literally, it's been proven that people that go and do all these real things, jumping off cliffs and doing all this stuff, it produces adrenaline in your body, which is a substance. And and you literally start craving for that high. And so these people, sometimes that's why you'll see them going from one thing to the next crazy thing, because it becomes a high to them and they feel like something ain't right if they don't have it. And so so we can just see by this wide range, there's lots of different types of addictions.
0: Yep and 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 we know like we believe here right that this uh, addictions ultimately stem from trying to fill a spiritual hole with a mm-hmm. physical worldly thing that's what we that's believe right. here at this channel that's that's it makes more sense listen i've went through the secular route okay of of addictions and and understanding the brain and and understanding dopamine flow and all that stuff this makes more sense than any of it I mean, it's so flat-out simple. Usually how God's truth is, like we are the ones that overcomplicate everything, it's just flat-out simple. That's the reason you keep going back and it just fades away, because there's something spiritual that is yearning inside of you, something broken that way, okay? Even if it is pain, and the world will say, oh, there's pain you're covering up, there's a chemical imbalance. Where did all that come from? It came from a lie. It came from a... I mean, it makes more sense than any of it, so that 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 that's going to lead us right into our next uh, topic is how are they formed and and that's 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 the best explanation i can give anybody is that you you're, you're filling it with the wrong thing and you keep getting more because it's not actually working. It gives you a temporary lie. Okay, you like this. You fixed. You're fixed now. But then you need it again. Oh, you just keep doing this every day. And then you're in this habit and you're in this routine. And then you're checking your clock. Okay, have a, I took that pill three hours ago. Time to take another one. No, maybe two this time. Remember that last time when it felt good and then it doesn't feel good this time? Okay, I'll take another one. And then it just goes and goes and goes because that yeah. hole is never actually filled. It's just distracting yeah. you.
1: Yeah, and that's so true, John. It's a perfect segue in uh, John 3, 19. That verse says, uh, this is the judgment that the light has come into the world. And men loved the darkness rather than the light where their deeds were evil. Therein just goes in reinforcing what you just said, John, sometimes and it goes into talking about what we talked about a little bit earlier, that sometimes people just don't want to quit. They say, yeah, I don't want to stop. So, So we have to realize that if we, we don't have the desire to stop, first of all, we have to realize that something is damaging, and then we have to have the desire. And if we don't, we have to ask God to help us have the desire, because it says this is what this, is what this verse is saying, that the light's there. The answer to be free is there. That truth has come into you. But this is at that stage where someone says, but I, I, I reject the truth. I, I'm going to choose to stay over here. So that's what this is saying. This is all still talking about that, you know how this stuff is coming about. And go ahead and read the, uh, the pull up that next verse too, John, because this is going to really reinforce what was just said there. in James 1 13 and verse 14 speaks this. It says, "Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone." But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. So right there, just that reinforcement stuff. Again, these things come about because naturally, as we've seen from the beginning, we're all sinners. So in one sense, we're enslaved. We're all slaves to the same thing. So the point is to realize that, hey, we have these natural tendencies, whatever they are, in the different ways. And and again, we're talking about how these these strongholds become addictions. They come by that thought that comes in, which is initiated by a sinful nature. And and the powers of darkness of Satan take advantage of that sinful nature in each one of us by throwing these things, these thoughts and these temptations and these troubles out in front of us. And then the natural function of our sinful nature grabs onto it. And the only way to be set free is by coming to the light. And letting that truth change that. That's that's what we're talking about here. You know, another thing I put in there, just summarizing this, you know, again, we talked a little bit, little bit about this in Strongholds. I said, hey, you know, all addictions are the same thing. They're, they're just advanced strongholds is what they are. And so what happens is it starts with a thought or an experience. And we talked a little bit about this already. And then that experience is, is reinforced. You know, with another thought or another experience. Like I said, you have a pain. You 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 feel that pain with drugs or alcohol or food, whatever it is, or some kind of other thing that you're doing, you feel it. And so it, you know, it makes you feel better. So next thing you know, oh, yeah, I like the way I feel I felt better now. That pain's not so bad now. So then you go and do it again. And every time you do it, it becomes strengthening you because it it gives you a false sense of healing. Oh, I feel better. But in reality, it's actually putting you in bondage, and you're becoming enslaved to it, and you don't realize it.
0: And that's exactly why it starts with one time. This is, this is, we got to stop there for just a second. We, so you, you take the first thing happens, you're scared, whatever, you, you're nervous, you drink, you feel better, okay? Then what happens to every human being? Bad things. Bad things happen to people. No matter what, it's going to happen. Bad times in your life. And then you keep going to this thing, and you're going to that, and the enemy says, yeah, see, this is your fix. This is your fix. This is your fix. And then if you're honest with yourself and you're like me, you'll notice that, man, it's good to do this with that. Man, it's, I love doing this when I do that. And I love doing this drug when I do that thing. And then I also love doing this. And then you get in a pickle where you feel any kind of weird and you're like, maybe it'll feel better if I do this with it. And then you're doing all these different things and you find out that that is literally encapsulated around you and that's your life now. Now it's like, when am I going to take my pill and then I'll do my day? You're planning your whole day around your drug. And if you're honest with yourself, you know that. Or your addiction. And anything counts. It doesn't have to be a drug. Anything counts. And that's what he does. He uses those experiences that are going to happen to a human. This is a fallen world. And he says, here's your fix for it. Instead of looking to God. And the longer you go without going to God for that, the harder it is to break through when it's time. And that's why we get to the stage that we were talking about.
1: That's right. And remember, just... Re- re-emphasizing what we said in the beginning. What was the definition? It was someone who's enslaved to something. That's what an addiction is. And we showed through the word, now God says that we're all slaves to sin. You know, if he, you sin, you're a slave to sin. So we're all in that same boat. So it's just a matter of what point you've gotten to. And that's what we're fixing to go into. How, how do you tear these addictions down? How do you begin to do? And even probably a better example would be, how do we hopefully prevent them from getting to that final stage to where you're going to need some help. I mean, if you're in that stage and you need to by all means get that help because the goal is to be free, whatever it takes. But, but the hope here that what we're trying to get across is if we can recognize things before they get to that stage, we can begin to tear them down and keep them from getting to that final stage where now you're going to need some help to be delivered. And so I mean, that's the goal here. So the first step I put in here is first of all, you have to realize who's for you and who's against you. Who's your enemy? Who's against you and here's for you? And 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 John, I got that, if you want to put that John 10 10 up.
0: John 10 10. The John thief, 10 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly.
1: Powers of darkness and all that, they want to kill and kill and destroy you. I mean, no matter what it seems, no matter How innocent the initial thought of something is! Their ultimate goal is to really, if they had their way, they would make everybody be to that final stage of be addicts where you really need help to be delivered. I mean, if they had their goal, that's if it wasn't for the light of God, if it wasn't for the second part of this that I came that they might have life, we would all be in that boat. If it wasn't for the light of God, we would all be at that last stage. It's only the grace of God and His light that has prevented all of us, from being in that state. And look so at this. anybody who's out there saying that, well, I'm I'm not like that, I'm not an addict, I'm not caught up in that, remember, if it wasn't for the light of God, you would be in that state, every one of us.
0: I mean, I know that we hate things that are so simple, but, you know, th- this is, it's not easy by any means, but it is simple. Anything from the world is belongs to Satan. He is the God of this world, with a little g, okay? Okay. And it says right here that he, anything from him, his goal is to only to, look at this verse, only to steal and kill and destroy. So anything he has, that's what you're going to get. May give you temporary fake joy, but you're going to get, your piece is going to get stolen. And for these drugs, you know, we all know they will kill you and destroy your family and all that. But there is an answer here, back to the simplicity of it. He's showing you the contrast, but me... I came that you may have life and not only that have it abundantly.
1: Yeah, and the reason why I put that down there, John, is because if we don't realize who who is our friend and who is not, we're not going to listen. That's what I'm saying. If you if you if you have a thought, okay, you have a thought that comes in, oh yeah, you can it's okay to drink, it makes you feel better. Okay? If you have that thought that comes in and and you don't know what source that's coming from and you have another thought and said, "No, that's not good for you." You, I mean, I'm going to set you free where you have life. It's not about that. This is what the problem. And if we, if we don't recognize that this person over here, who is God, who is really trying to give us that truth is our friend. He's for us. He's the one that's for us. And this is our enemy over here. If we don't recognize that, we're not going to listen to God. We're going to just listen to whatever thought that comes in. That's why I put this in here. You've got to know who is for you and who is against you so that then you can begin to say, Okay, you know what? I'm going to turn my, my ear away from that thought that is, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it seems like. I know you're not for me, but God is. God oh is God for is. me. And that that's where I'm going to turn my attention to.
0: So that recap and step one there, we, we realize that God is on our side. He is here to give us life and abundantly. And the enemy is only here to still kill, and destroy. So right. what, what's our next step? We need to let God's truth expose this lie. So we talked about at the beginning, there was an mm-hmm. initial lie that was told to you that, hey, this thing will make you feel better. This is what you run to in this case. This is what you do. Anytime you're nervous, this will help you. This is your go-to. You go to mm-hmm. this. That's the lie. So we need to find out what that was. It's not as easy as saying, find the lie. You've got to have God shine his light so he can show That's that right. initial thing that this fake drug or fake alcohol or fake whatever did for you. And the lie that, that that told you that you need that. We need to find that. And we do that by, uh, David puts it best in Psalm 36, verse 9. We do it for by asking God to shine his light on it. And the verse says, for with you is the fountain of life, and in your light, we see light. Yeah. And that is where we got to go with it.
1: That That is, uh, John, you know that, that's our theme verse for our uh, In His Light podcast. I mean, that's where we got that that's why we call it in his light because in reality none of us can see any light if it wasn't for God shining his light so all of us are totally innocent until God shines his light on us <laughs> and then all of a sudden we see all those things even someone who's got it all swept and clean in order when God starts bringing his light in there he sees every little 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 piece of uh, uh dust in every little corner so he can shine that light so if we really want to know that then we'll come to him and say lord you know, shine your light on me, show me all these things, show me the truth about all these things, you know, so that I can be set free
0: from. Them. Amen. And then, okay. So it, that that's to answer the question. We're going to reiterate on it. it. You know, if you need to know what your lie is to fix it, right? That's obvious. And you can't see it yourself. Ask God because in his light, he will shine his light on your darkness in the deep crevices and show you. And it's important to know on this step, this takes time, guys, this takes time sometimes for him to reveal. You have to go through some things, search some other things out, learn some other things about yourself before that initial lies built. Remember, stronghold. We've got to tear down parts of it and then get to that center. So sometimes this takes time. So don't be frustrated if you sit and get on your knees and you pray, God, show me what it is, show me what it is, and you don't immediately see it. It takes time, and sometimes God uses experiences, believers, sermons that you hear to slowly chip away at this thing, And, and only he can do it. But after that, mm-hmm. once you find your lie, what do we do then? We resist it. We resist it. Exactly. And this this is very, very important to talk about this because uh, resisting the lie, I want to say this before we get into this, Dad. This is not easy by any mm-hmm. means. It may sound simple because it is simple, but it's not easy. This is something you need, the power of God, especially if you're in the later stages of addiction. You need the power of God to resist yep. this lie. But this is yep. what has to happen. And yep. why is that, Dad?
1: Well, it's, it's like I said. We Again, it goes back to realizing you have an enemy that's trying to destroy you. That's his goal. His goal, goal is to destroy you, no matter what it looks like. Even if he comes dressing it with sugar-coated stuff, he's trying to destroy you. It's like somebody coming an evil person who would take and give, you know, like a a kid, a a poison piece of candy on Halloween. It's dressed up to be nice and sweet and pretty, but it's actually destroying you. And that's what Satan tries to do, no matter what it looks like. It looks like initially it's not that harmful, but ultimately his goal is to destroy you. That's what we learned in that that other verse. The next one I want to see right here is in uh, James seven, and I actually want to read eight, two, because it, it kind of submits that, but it says this, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, so again, it's a lot of times that double-mindedness that comes in, I want to see that, I, two things I want to point out from this, says resist like we just talked about, But but notice that when you resist, he will flee from you. Remember, his goal is to destroy you. If there's something in your life that he can't touch, he's not going to bother you with it. He will literally run from you. say, well, I can't, I can't get them there because they're not going to listen to me. They'll try something else. So remember, if you resist him, he realizes he can't get to you. He's going to leave you alone. That literally happens. A lot of times people, you know, people that have had issues. You've had issues. If you begin to stand and you stand, you find out that it what, it gets a little easier as you go along. It gets a little easier because you become stronger. The Satan is beginning to leave you alone when it comes to that issue because he knows that he can't get to you. You've become stronger, you know, in God. And so that you're able to do that.
0: That can actually help you find your lie back in step two when you're trying to figure out the lie. That can help you find it because it's going to be something that you are actually, does actually affect you and you have an issue with and a problem because that's what he attacks. But to Dad's point, This again is not simple. And I want to, I want to reiterate that because even Jesus, when when you do resist, the Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. That's what the Bible says God's word is. And that means saying no to it. But look at the temptation of our Lord Jesus. I mean, he tried three times before he left. And what did he say? What did the Bible say he did after he left? He said he left until a more opportune time. So this is a battle. And when we say resist, the enemy. You're not just going to say, "I don't want to do this anymore," enemy, and he's just going to go away. No, he's going to try to tempt you with all the different pride of life, all the different things, like he's done since the beginning. Before he leaves, and then when he leaves, he's going to wait for a no, more opportune time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And the next stage I want to just go to John is that uh, uh, let let you know you got. We talked about this earlier about this when the spirit leaves a man you got to fill that house with something. So let God be your addiction. When you get free from that, when you realize, let God, if you're going to have an addiction, let it be God. Be addicted to God, the things of God that has to do with life, because these are the things that are going to set you free ultimately. So when you get set free from something, you got to feel something. In other words, when you get rid of that Addiction, like using our example, we had is when you when you're drunk because you had a pain, a painful situation that you were covering up. It helped you. When you get rid of that, you got to deal with that pain some kind of way. How do you do that? By going to God. Be addicted to God. Let God comfort you in the pain. Don't let the alcohol or the drugs do it. Let God be your comfort. That's what we're doing. Again, we're, dr- we're resisting the devil and what drawing near to God. And those things combined is what's going to strengthen you and set you free.
0: Okay, we get it, Dad Jonathan, or Rodney Jonathan, we get it. You, we need to clean ourselves, and then we need to fill it up. Well, what cleans us? What The Bible says that God's Word cleans us. It sanctifies us. His Word is truth. It's the truth that cleanses us. And that makes sense in context of what we're talking about, because it's lies that start this whole thing anyway. So what's the cure for a lie? The truth. So what do we do to clean it, you ask? We fill it with God's Word, with God's That's truth. Right. God's truth right. will break down those lies, and that's what needs to be filled so the demons can't come back with seven others and make you worse than the original. And, which brings us to a good place, to a good start to put in some uh, more God's Word in you, and that's Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Dad, do you have it pulled up, or do you want yep, me to read I got, it?
1: I got it here, and yeah, just we're going to read through these, and then the next verse in Colossians, we're going to read because these are just kind of showing you know, about God being your addiction and how the life is blessed. In uh, Psalm 1, 1 says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted in the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. That's someone who draws near to God. That's the promise of God that he's going to do for you. And we can go ahead and read Colossians 2, John, while we're at it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 through 4 says, Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So again, these are the things drawn near to God. Set your mind on him, on the things of God. This is this should be your new addiction. If you're going to have an addiction, let it be let it be God.
0: And he's easy to get addicted to too, right? Because <laughs> but the and the whole did. point of that psalm is that you're going to be a tree planted next to a river. What does that mean for the tree? That means it's never thirsty. It's never it's it's and it goes back to my original point, it's a spiritual hole you're trying to fill. God is spirit and his word is truth so you're filling it with that it never ends it's unlimited it's it's a well it's a river by a tree so you don't have to go back to anything because he is everything right, right. so easy to get addicted to God
1: yep and the final step here john is 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 just humbly put your trust in God for help that's the bottom line here we we got to trust God you know for for what it is this is why it's so important because we talked about that earlier that that we talk about a true addiction gets to that state where you can't help yourself anymore. In one sense, we are always in that state because just like we said, in his light, we see light. Even if you're in the beginning state of it, we need God's help. We need God's help. Just like you spoke about earlier, John, sometimes you have a, you got to ask God to help you to get rid of the desire itself because you don't want to quit it. You may, you may be able to, you just don't want to. So you may have to ask God, God, give me the desire not to even want to do this anymore. So we all need his help, even from the very beginning sometime, even before it gets to the state when we're talking about the addiction of that final state is where you can't, you, you don't even have the ability in your own right mind to call out to God. You need somebody to help you. But in this state, we can still call out to him. That's what we're talking about. We can still humbly go before him and ask for his help in Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So just cease striving. Know that he's God. Trust him. Put your trust in him. Let him. There's not one thing that you can't go to him for, to ask for help, no matter what it is. That's why we're, a lot of times we're without excuse, because God's sitting there saying, bring it all to me. You know, you are heavy laden and burn. Bring your, Bring it to me lay it at my feet. I'll help you no matter what the struggle is. So instead of voicing about how hard it is or we can't do it, how about going to God and saying, God, I need your help. That's what we need to be able to do.
0: And if if, if you've asked this, I'm going to just tell you what my mind goes through. And, and I understand if if you're asking God, hey, take this or I want it and it doesn't happen. There's First of all, there's a couple things like, do you really want to? And in that case, you may not, you may think you want to, but you really don't. In that case, we need God's light to see that. And uh if and it's still not happening, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the prayer. Of God, if there shine your light on me and see, is it, is it, if I don't want to do it, can can I have that's when that can I can you give me the desire to? And if it still doesn't happen, it goes back to this psalm. You have to understand if it's not happening, God is not a lie. His grace is sufficient, and he will fix it. But sometimes we got to wait on God, and the cease striving is a perfect statement. Like, what is it doing for you? What is the striving doing? Has it worked? No, all it's doing is torturing you with shame and guilt and mind circles and loops and loops and loops and keeping you off your game of witnessing to your brothers and sisters and doing the things God has called you out to do because you keep going in these loops. If you have truly given it to God and you have asked Him to shine your light on your heart so that you can know you truly did it. He's going to fix it. He is going to finish the work he started in you. Okay. And maybe that means he's going to lead you to get some help. Okay. But that's, that's, he's going to do it. So make sure that's another thing. Make sure we're not denying help either. Are we even trying? Are we just praying and not taking a step of faith? You know? Yep.
1: That's right. That's so true, John. And uh, hopefully we've been able to help some. I just wanted to read this conclusion and then we're going to pray this out, you know, uh, for the people that, uh, you know, that can be set free from this. But this is what I wanted to speak uh, as a conclusion, kind of what we, what we hopefully covered and talked about here. It said, the stronghold of addiction comes from a lie that progresses from a thought to a reinforced behavior that has reached a point of almost total loss of control. This is not God's will and originates from the enemy whose goal is to kill, steal and destroy. Resist him and draw near to God to tear this stronghold down.
0: Amen. And 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 that's where that's where it happens, guys, near God. Near God. Get in mm-hmm. his presence, get his word in you. you. You you don't know what to do, what your next step is. Get his word in you. That's that's a step there you can take. That word cleans you out, he promises it will. So get it in you. And brothers and sisters, we love you. And we, we, we my heart is truly yours because I understand, how, I understand how it feels, how hopeless it feels. But God offers a permanent river to fill that hole. So ask yourself, be honest with yourself. Let's find out what that is that we're trying to fix. God did not come to condemn you for your addiction. He came to set you free from it. Listen to what mm-hmm. I'm saying. He's trying to set you free. Are we letting it? happen. Of course it's a resistance. There's something that you've leaned on for years. Of course there's going to be resistance, but you've got to let God show you what that is so you can at least start. So that needs to be the prayer. God, show me why I do this. Why do I love this? What am I trying to fix? What's wrong with my head? What trauma did I go through? What happened? And and how do I replace it with you? Because I can't do it. I love you, God, but it's still here and I can't do it myself. So show me what I need to do.
1: Amen. And, you know, just one last closing thought, John, I want to say is, I mean, the addiction is just kind of like thing. I remember this brother speaking one time when it come to do with healing is the same way. He said, you know, there's one thing better than being healed. That's never getting sick. That's, that's better than being healed. And and it always has stuck with me because there are times when you're going to have to be healed. I mean, and God's, God, God's going to take care of that. He's willing. He wants us to be whole. No question about it. And this is no different when it comes to this with addiction. I mean, God doesn't want us to be addicted. He doesn't want us to be in that stronghold. He wants us to be free. So that's part of the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish here, even with speaking this today, this video, is don't let it progress to the point where you have to have help. If you're at that stage and you need help, by all means, continue in it. Seek it out. Get help. To be set free. No question about it. But you know what's even better? Is if we can start, uh, us who still have that mind in us to be able to make a choice. Start making those choices now and breaking those strongholds down before they get to that final stage of addiction to where we will really need deliverance and need help from.
0: If you don't know what they are, ask God to show you. If you don't Mm -hmm. know if you have addictions, ask God to show you. Don't be so prideful that you say well i don't have any addictions ask ask god is there anything in my life that i need to take out you know is there anything that i place above you are you where is my heart at is my heart with yours and let him show you and then be ready to see it you know all right brothers and sisters we love you this is uh i hope this bless you we pray this blesses you and uh dad you want to pray for him
1: amen Father, we just thank you for this time again sitting at your feet, listening to your word and fellowshipping at your table. We thank you, Lord, for all that we will be able to listen to this in the future. We pray that, Lord, you would use it for your glory, that you would use it to set us free from whatever thought or or progression of addiction that has come upon us, Lord, because we realize we're all enslaved to sin in some way and form. Lord, help us to turn to you, to draw near to you, and you will draw near to us. Give us the strength, Lord, to seek you out. And Lord, I pray that you would bless them and that their eyes and their heart would be open and to realize that you are the way, the truth, and the life. We love you, Lord. We give you all glory and honor.
0: Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, remember, white stone reward at gmail.com i'll put it up here real quick so you can see it down there at the bottom left of your screen if you have prayer requests if you have uh things you're going through if you have questions if you need us to pray for you prayer is so very powerful i i'm 100 percent sure that you know when when god delivered me from the things he delivered me from it was from prayer it was his power but i know that people were praying for me So let us do that. I mean, what else? Why not try it? You don't have to do anything, but type in your need and let us pray for you. And we'd be happy to do it. So God bless you guys. And y'all have a wonderful day. And uh, let's keep tearing them down.
1: Amen. Peace be with you